to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals podcast. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast using the Genesis system. My name is Matt. I am the Game Master, and we are so glad that you're joining us for this episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with the show, we are on Twitter at Hazardous Casual. Or if you'd like to email the show, you can email us at our Gmail account, hazardouscasuals at gmail.com. You also can learn more about the world of Valeria, the characters, or even check out some of our resources over on our webpage at Podbean. And all that information is in our show notes. Before we introduce the rest of the cast, there are two things I wanted to talk about first. First, we are actually a little ahead in recording our episodes. And we are actually about to wrap up this uh, new arc that we just started or started posting, The Forgotten City. We're about to wrap that up. And that means that the characters are going to have another opportunity to restock on their supplies, maybe buy some new items, basically go shopping. So we wanted to give our listeners the opportunity to submit an item that the characters or the players may be able to buy or purchase uh, as, when they go shopping next arc. And so if you want, you can email that to us at our Gmail account, and you can find that link or our email in our show notes. And the items can be anything from weapons to armor to potions, magical implements, uh, weapon or armor attachments, magical items, non-magical items, or even trinkets. So we'll probably be transitioning into a new arc within the next month. So if you want to make sure that you get those items in the next uh, shopping episode, I guess you could say, try and get those uh, to us within the next three weeks. Also, we wanted to let you know that we are hopefully going to be uploading some fun resources from the podcast to our Dropbox here soon. We've put together a setting PDF for Alaria filled with uh, some interesting talents to interesting new magical implements and also a lot of stuff that we use and uh, have done world building for Alaria as we've, you know, set and played this campaign and played this story and in this world. And we wanted to share that with y'all. It's still a work in progress, so more information will be coming out about that, as well as some other neat resources we wanted to share with y'all as well. So be on the lookout for that in the next couple episodes. We'll keep you up to date. You can find all that and much more on our Podbean page, uh, the Hazardous Casuals podcast, and the link for that is in our show notes as well. All right, let's introduce the rest of the cast. So first of the fine gentlemen we've got tonight is Jordan. Jordan, tell me, a little, tell us a little bit about your character. Hi, I'm Jordan. I play Raytheon Mistweave. He is a wood elf ranger. Uh, he... Uh, he wishes he understood people better. He knows that he hates owls. He uh, he expresses himself best in the privacy of the woods where he can punch dance out his emotions. Um, he doesn't trust easily except for when he meets somebody who wants to beat the crap out of the same people he does. So, or, or other owls. Or other owls. I mean, that's, that's a given. But yeah, so that's that's me. That's that's Raytheon. All right. We also have Seth. That's me. Oh, you want to know more? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing as Makra, the orc monk who has been wandering the wilderness looking for a place to belong and has had to settle for these hooligans, at least for the time being. Um, yeah. He's a practitioner of 
the monk monkish arts, including divine magic and punching things really hardly until either he or they fall asleep because they get so sleepy. They get so sleepy. Not not because they die. They, no, they it's all asleep. about just putting people to sleep. He's <laughs> just resting. All right, next we have Donovan. Basically, my name is Donovan, and I uh, have the wonder of playing as the illustrious Katji, um, a Dunair, uh cat-looking person um, who is kind of a rogue um, and has a, a uh, celestial that uh, gives him advice sometimes, and he's fascinated with. And he's also currently uh, has pretty much everyone in the party pissed at him right now. So that's a lot of fun. Um, I don't but, think uh, so. I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a little roguelike, a little, a little uh, uh, humorous. Uh, that's how he defends himself in the world is his humor. But he's really just sexy. I mean, that's his problem. <laughs> really just sexy. Oh, boy. Oof. <laughs> All right. Finally, we got Gavin. I'm playing Leo. Leo Thundershield of uh, tradesperson fame. I barter and sell, and I'm a human. And I just want to find out how to be safe and sound and secure in my future. The people I care about. I'm slowly learning that I'm pretty decent with a sword and I'm even better at defending people. All right. Well, cool. Now, before we get into our recap, I believe Leo said that he had another message that he received from the Alaria message boards. Well, hi, I'm Abigail. And I just wanted to reach out in case a misconnection and might, might hear this and come to me. I was in Sandy Harbor taking a teleportation uh, from a from a friendly teleporter, and oh my gosh, he smiled at me when I tried to pay him. He just kissed me on the cheek and teleported me right over. Well, Mr. Teleporter Man, please just uh, reach out to me a moment you can. You know where I went. I'm, I'm here for you, just waiting to, to hear from you any moment I can. Thank you. Previously, our heroes began their exploration of the Forgotten City. The city seemed frozen, dead in time. They quickly discovered that shadow magic may have been the cause for the city being in this state and why it was destroyed. Our heroes discovered that magic also didn't quite work right here. After a quick confrontation with a gargoyle, they hastily made their escape to a ruined temple that seemed mostly intact and safe from the elements. The temple was full of ancient history and a few pieces of treasure. After investigating it thoroughly, except for the basement, they found a safe room to hunker down in for the night and get some shut-eye. They awoke early the next morning only to find that ferals were in the sanctuary, blocking the only known exit. After some heated discussion on what the plan was, they charged into the sanctuary, attacked the ferals, and quickly dispatched them with ease. We pick back up with our heroes as they have just defeated the ferals and are deciding on what they should do next. I think how we pick this scene back up is uh, you guys kind of take a little bit of a breather, kind of catching your your wits against you. In fact, uh, if you guys want to um, want to make any... Did we do the strain stuff recovery after the last session? I don't believe we did. If you want to recover some strain, um, you, can, you can do that. 
Um, strain recovery, I believe, is a yeah. I think it's just a, a simple a simple discipline check. Whatever successes you get to recover that strain. All right. I recover all of the strain. Nice, nicely That's done, so set. I have, I have a lot of discipline. Yeah, no kidding. Wow, I'm very disciplined. I can take a good <laughs> nap anytime. <laughs> I can nap with my eyes open. I love that concept. Magra's just shock open for, <laughs> for three right. hours. Um, Kachi, you, yeah, recover one strain. I've got two strains still. And I only took four, so now I'm down to three strain. Okay. okay. So Ruby gained some strain back as well. Not bad, not bad. Uh, I think as you guys are kind of taking a breath, kind of getting your, your you know, just a little breather, um, Ruby's been like just looking around uh, kind of at the stained glass. Uh, the storm seems to have, at least at this point, lightened up a little bit. Uh, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's storming right now, um, but the sun is not out either. So it seems like maybe a, a pause in the storm. Hey, uh, Dapplehorf. Yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I, I had no reason to deserve him responding to me at all. <laughs> it took me a hot second to think about who it was you were talking about. <laughs> um, this, uh, this bag of holding that's uh, ruined, do you think if I pick it up, it would trigger? Like if I just put, picked up and threw my bag of holding, do you think it would trigger the, uh, whatever, the whatever the summon thing is like, that was on the base? I would say that you definitely wouldn't want to open it. I just think we might be able to use this to our advantage. And then, hey, it'd be a bag of holding. I would say the risk is yours to take. Okay. Guys, just for a second, can people they just be ready to swing at anything? I'm just I'm not going to open it. I'm just going to toss it in my, my bag of holding. Kachi begins to stretch out his butt cheeks. Whoa! <laughs> not not like that. <laughs> Why um, does he always do that? I don't. No, it's the most point, disturbing part point of every it that movie. way. Jeez, Makra has a question. <laughs> Please, Makra, ask your question. Please help us. This is this is actually more Seth than Makra, but do do did the Dunair do they clean themselves like a cat does? Like oh, at no. some point in this journey, <laughs> has Kachi like stretched out a leg and just been like licking it? We aren't the cat. We aren't that flexible. If we were, we would clearly stay inside all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's just just a question I suddenly had and needed an answer to immediately. All right, guys. So I'm just going to toss it in the bag. Just needs to be ready in case something summons it. Because remember, the vase had like a a specter of some sort. A wraith. Yes, and they opened the vase. Okay. I Uh, uh, I think you'll be all right. All right. If everyone's ready, I take it. I toss my bag. Nothing happens. Okay. You're safe. All right. Ruby kind of like side glances and tenses up a little bit. She's, you should notice now she's kind of, she's got taken out like some sort of journal and, and has like this magical quill that's like hovering in the air. A la like, uh, maybe like Rita Skeeter from Harry Potter style. Mm. Something nice. Scribbling away. Uh, she's sort of she, looking up at the stained glass as much as she can. Different uh, depictions of like the various deities seems like or celestials that the the stained glass is depicting. <clears throat> is this an elven city? 
Uh, yes, it it seems to be an elven city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ruby, what are you? Uh, this I this is a an artifact I know, but what are you thinking? What are you doing here with, with, with uh, this? Well, she kind of looks and goes, "Tell me if I'm wrong." And she points up. She goes, "What does that remind you of?" And you you didn't notice it yesterday, partially because there's just a lot going on when y'all sort of ran into this temple. Um, but wow, you actually that, noticed that does look like three oaks and the protection stone. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not wow. the protection stone, uh, but you do see a sort of um, divine sort of celestial being uh, standing in front of three sort of what may seem to be oak trees, but at least three trees. Huh. Oh no. But what, what kind of chapel is this? Is this a chapel to just the celestials? I mean, it looks like all these are celestials. Kaji, does this look like any of the places of worship back at your home? I know you said that your people worshipped these beings. Well, do you mean this place exactly? I mean, okay. Think of sand and tents. <laughs> That's what we have in the way. Maybe some ocean if you're lucky, but mostly sand. I dare you to use your imagination. <laughs> okay, I'm imagining. Okay, things I've never seen. Does it look like them? Sure, yes, it's perfect. That one with a beard. That one completely naked, reaching out to touch the weird amorphous thing, reaching out to touch him. And Makra starts humming to himself, like, hands reaching out. <laughs> Touching you. And now, Makra, you know that song makes me terribly aroused. <laughs> yes, terribly so. so. At some point, too, when the conversation allows, Makra's going to go up to Ruby. Because he's got some concerns. Okay. She's just busy. Uh, draw. Actually, you realize you approach her, she's actually drawing these uh, different stained glass panes. What uh, else do we see? What would the other glasses look like? I was going to say that, uh, Donovan, you actually see when you look around, you actually see one that might look, it kind of resembles what your people would call um, a gin. Um, sort of sand dunes in the background, sort of got like a, a gin look to it, uh, sort of spectral aspect to it. But really, I mean, none of these are, are named. Like none of these are labeled or anything. What's the gin doing? Um, sort of floating in the air with its arms crossed, not really offering anything, sort of just there. That makes sense. Okay, so I would I would kind of... Hang my head for a second. Hey, uh, the Raytheon, come over here for a second. My man. <laughs> my man. <laughs> what, what have you found? Okay, remember how I said sand? Uh-huh. Look at that right there. What do you see in the background? Well, I see stones with uh, small furrows carved in them at regular intervals. Okay, you don't want an answer to your question? All right, okay, well, I can play that game too. God's above, I see sand, what? Okay, so sand, yes, and a, a you know, floaty guy with his arms crossed and, you know, baggy trousers, like, you know, like, uh, when they're making fun of us, what people normally describe genie to look like. Well, uh, yeah, so that's kind of like uh, one of the genie that, uh, that live in the desert around our people. Most of them are not people you'd want to mess with, or beings, or whatever. Tricksters, I would call them, at best. 
nothing like the three the, the three celestial we met. Mm, mm. Which speaks I wonder. to this, do any of these look like the uh uh look like her? Like after you? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's the first one I described. Uh Ruby pointed out the one with the three three trees, sort of divine celestial uh lady sort of standing in front of them offering sort of some sort of like um almost like a, a peace offering, I would say. Some sort of uh, offering from nature. Ruby. Yes. I- Ruby. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. I was, I was, I was drawing. I'm sorry. This is just so cool. I, yes, the the lights in the glass are very pretty. Have you been keeping an eye on David Hasselhoff? Who? Do you mean Hasseldorf? Yes, that guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, Why? I am. I am concerned. I feel the longer we have been here the more coherent he has been. And... Oh, do you think that might be because of the evil magic? Well... She, like, gets quiet and, like, looks around, looks for him. Sure. Look, I don't know. There's a lot of things about this world, and especially this place, I don't understand. But it concerns me. He seems to be getting stronger in some sense. I've even noticed that his tone and his language has shifted in some way. Yeah, it does seem like he he's not as crazy as he seemed to be the first time we met him. Mm, I do not like this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? Do you want to get him? Are we going to get him? I, I'm concerned about you now. Oh, no, I, I just don't know what... <laughs> this, is, this is uncharacteristic <laughs> of you, Ruby. I mean, I don't know what you're suggesting. You're just watching? I'm not I'm not suggesting anything. I'm voicing, I'm voicing my concerns to someone who is familiar with some of the mystic arts who may be able to help us discern if and when he becomes a problem. You mean a threat, don't you? A problem. Oh, okay. Uh, she winks. <laughs> a problem. I try to wink. And it's really uh, awkward. Oh, don't do orcs, that again. Orcs are not accustomed to winking. Like, yeah, it's, it they? looks really uncomfortable. Uh, oh, okay. Don't. That's okay. I. Uh, yeah, we can watch him. Let's. Let's. Yeah, maybe we should keep an eye on him. I don't know. I, really, I don't, don't know why he came here. The first reason. None of us have really asked him any I questions. Don't, I don't either. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I never trusted him from the get go, and I'm becoming even less trusting as time goes on. Did I over? Did did uh, Kachi overhear this? Is this a secret conversation? Or I feel like you guys are having your conversation about the gin, and they're probably having their conversation about Hasseldorf. Raytheon sort of casts about uh, Leo. Oh yeah, you're well traveled. Do, do any of these look familiar to you? These carvings. Hmm. Well, I mean, we clearly saw this one at Three Oaks. You can talk to her. And Kaji says, this is a Dunair sort of thing. Do you, what did you call it? A- Jenny. D-J-I-N-N-I. A Jenny. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure, but I think in Sandy Harbor, we... Wait for DM. I don't know. Would you? Would your people be more about the sea? 
Uh, 100%. Yeah, I think you probably would see something that might be. I mean, you got to think like, I don't know what would be, you know, the sort of signifying that you would know other than that. Like, there's probably a, a celestial that up here depicted that is on an ocean and there's, you know, waves cresting in the background, uh, maybe even actually coming up from or out of the wave. You see that one with the tentacle face? Uh, yes, <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely our, our like one of our I could say aquatic deities. We definitely revere them for safe travels. One of your old gods? Yeah, uh, this is, I mean I've seen I've seen pictures of that one like on mm. a, on a couple just like inns that are exclusively catered to the seafarers in the area. Yeah, I see. Would you describe that as a good creature? Uh, it's, oh, that is that is one or the other. It's powerful and terrifying. Well, you got to remember the ocean brings dangers, but it also brings bounty. And this and this genie. Yes. Kaji, is it good or evil or? What part Somewhere. of uh, mostly trickster gods uh, do you know? Right. They will take much delight in deceiving you and tricking you into choosing a horrible thing for yourself. Most of them ignore people and just go about their business alone. Every once in a while, you'll find a benevolent one. In fact, a lot of tribes have great esteem for, for uh, celestials that helped them out in the past. At least, I think they are the same thing, celestials and. Uh, the genie, but uh, no, for the most part, uh, uh, cover every hole you have and try not to part with any money you don't have to around them. Noted. Um, I'd like to look around and see if there are any any sort of like cultural things that the elves would know about, that the wood elves would know about. Like, are there any carvings that I recognize from, say, my childhood? The thing about these these depictions is that the actual depictions of the deity are something you recognize, but they are different from sort of the iterations that people often worship currently. Does that make sense? Like Donovan, you know, you can recognize like, Oh, that looks like a Jenny or a Jim, but it doesn't really like match entirely with how they're sort of depicted nowadays. Same thing with Afriel. Like, you know, had, where you see her, you really wouldn't know, like, based on y'all's encounter of her, really, unless, like, you had the three oaks sort of, like, there. You'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, yeah, I think for the elves, I think you do spot a large tree. I wouldn't say it's a life tree, but definitely an ancient divine tree. And you see it in a, a, a celestial that sort of, yeah, does remind you of of something that from your childhood your people sort of hold in high regard as sort of the the guiding celestial, the guiding force of the woods. Um, so is this a thing that like gives blessings and curses or I think for the wood elves, it probably is sort of almost the circle of life sort of aspect of it. In like with woods, with the forest, with the wild, there's always a threat. But like, like sort of probably the same thing with Gavin, like, yeah, there's always threat with the wild, 
but there's all also like blessings and bounty. Um, I would say that the elves hold this, their celestials in high regard. Yeah. Any kind of deity or celestial is dangerous, but probably most of them are viewed, especially from the elves perspective. They're kind, they're good. Um, they're benevolent. I think I'm seeing a pattern here. This, it appears that all of these things are symbols of duality of some kind where there's good and ill from it possible. Well, they seem to be very nature-based too. I mean, nature's do uh, has a duality to it. Yes, but the the thing that lands outside of that is this genie. What's well, like a sand? It's like a sand uh, element. Kachi, do you understand this to be a nature spirit of some kind? Uh, we'd say, for the most part, they are more. Uh, how do you say? Uh, jackasses. <laughs> uh, no, so that's a cultural like trait. Said, <laughs> we, we think of them more like uh, they are celestials, as far as I understand. Uh, I mean, I don't know what, what other term you'd want me to say. Like, like Afria. Only, you know, not a, you know, jackass. She is like, I see. Oh, all right. This is making more sense. This place seems to be a temple to all celestials. Makra, you're a monk. What the heck are we looking at? Yeah, I was going to say, Seth, did you raise your hand. Did you have a- I was just going to say, you know, since we're world building a little here, I wanted to chime in a bit on orc culture. You know, since we're exploring different religions and sort of deities of sorts, I'd, I'd like to propose that the orcs killed their gods. Or at least that's the legend. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm real into that. Well, I mean, that, that goes in line with our, our lore so far. Afriel needed help from Mori to protect her, and that's why she agreed with some of the blessings she, she bestowed. Remind, remind Kachi not to ask uh, Makara about Afriel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, that, I think that fits real well. So what was your question? What was Leah's question, Gavin? Uh, he's asking me as a monk what I think of all this, I think. Oh, gotcha. I think he says that and, and Ruby like tenses like, oh gosh, were they listening? <laughs> Not a lot. Just because I'm a monk doesn't mean I know everything there is to know about religions and faiths and whatnot. Oh, yes, but that's probably better than just listening to a bunch of us amateurs. So, so just because you... Wildly. Yeah, so just because you dedicated your life to spirituality doesn't mean you know more about spirituality? Who says it's dedicated to spirituality and not discipline? Oh, whoa. Well, what kind of monk are you? Wouldn't you like to know? Exactly what I'm one. asking. The kind that beats the crap out of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've been very I'm, curious I'm an about orc, you. I'm an orc monk. Our, our, in our faith, we killed our own gods. Oh. I mean, that's really impressive. We have no need for gods who could not protect themselves or take care of us. We strive to better ourselves so that we have no need of such gods. So why haven't you killed all the other ones? More trouble than it's worth? I mean, it just seems like the logical thing would be to go follow stronger gods, but uh, I don't know. And Raytheon <laughs> goes, goes off somewhere else to, to think about these carvings. I think at this point, you guys hear a, a clatter, like, ting, 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 ting. And then... 
Where's David Hasselhoff? And then you hear, and then below you, you hear, you look at Husseldorf. When you hear the tink, you realize he's kicked a vase, the vase that uh, y'all seen that had the the race in it. And uh, it rolled over to one of the holes in the floor and fell down it and and definitely broke. Uh, And y'all at this point hear the clatter of what sounds like ferals underneath. The, Are uh, we seriously in the minds of Moria right now? <laughs> he just kicked it. He just kicked it right in the hall. <laughs> why? Just why? <laughs> That's a problem, I say as I stare at Ruby. Old man, you know what? I say it's time that you started being a little more forthcoming with us. I'm going to attempt to read his mind. I'd say it's time we start leaving. Come on. Guys. I say it's time we start looting, guys. Let's learning. <laughs> yeah, well, let's. We haven't even looked around this place. Well, we have just at all the stained glass and architecture, and I, I as far as I know, we haven't looked. Uh, we haven't looked at any of the back rooms, like, except for the one we slept in. We didn't really look around there. Should we clear this out so no other uh, stranger comes by and takes refuge in the obvious place to take refuge in and dies, like your friends here? So, Matt, I don't remember what I did to read his mind before, but I want to try it. Oh, yeah. It was an opposed uh, discipline check. Oh, yeah. I want to see this. (laughs) This ought to be good. Uh, The difficulty is two red, one purple. No, no, no. It was against his. Sorry. It was against his discipline, but it was a magic check. I'm sorry. It was a a primal check, I think. Uh, We've got four out of five story points. Are we okay with me spending one for this? Sure. Yes. I've got two successes and a threat. What is going through this guy's head? <laughs> I will let you. I will let you do that next time. Before you do it, you have to let me alter it because magic works differently, as we discovered earlier. This oh, time. right. Sorry, but about that. I'll, I'll let this. I'll let you. I'll let. You, I don't have a problem. Uh, yeah, like I said before, uh, he kind of has the. He has. He has hatred in his heart towards this place. Um, you immediately sense it. He hates his place. He hates everything it's, it is, everything it, all the evils it has, all the evils that it has happened here. He would love to see, he would, there's nothing more that he would rather see than this place burn all to the ground and cease to exist in Alaria, taking all its secret, all its treasures with it. Right. I'm going to snatch him up by his neck. <laughs> Hold him in front of me. I don't care how much you hate this place. You will not endanger my friends. I throw them down on the ground and start and start regrouping with everyone else. Okay. What's the plan? I, I'm going to take that threat and just pocket it. Thank you. He picks himself up and grunts. <laughs> Ruby goes, uh, guys, are we going to get out of here? Can I go over and help him up? Sure. Yeah. I raid, uh, my guy would go off and try to help him up and kindly just be like, let's keep focused on your plan of, uh, you know, destroying this place overall. I don't think destroying this building would do everything. You need us as much as we need you. I don't know that we do need him, but uh, you guys hear and see Farrell's trying to crawl up out of the hole now at this point. From all the holes in the floor. Oh my my butt. Oh no. Oh, the floor. Think- Got I it. think it's time for us to leave the building and burn it down. We should at least bar the door from the outside. That decision has now been made for All us. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, as we leave, I'm going to try to hold my necklace up to the stained glass of Afri and be like, 
I don't know if you can hear me, lady, but uh, I see you. I hope you're still doing well and thinking of us here in apparently hell. I do remember there's a gargoyle outside, and it's pretty pissed off at, well, me at least. It did shoot an arrow. Uh, Raytheon starts heading toward the door. Uh, you guys run. I think as you guys make your way out, I think you see Hustledorf fire a fireball towards the, the oil that uh, was noticed last time, and it just sets ablaze. You hear ferals like, uh, just start screaming. Uh, they don't come up through the floor, though. And it's a good thing. You know, they don't come up through the, the floor. Oh, uh, they probably find another way out. Uh, you guys make your way out of the, the temple and into the streets again. Um, it's sort of half misting at this point. And uh, you guys make your way to the keep, which was your second, um, the other destination you guys wanted to make. And you guys, uh, I would, I mean, do y'all just book it there? Like, do y'all try and keep up a good pace or like, do you kind of keep a pace for like a good 20 minutes to make sure that they don't follow you sort of thing? Do we see a gargoyle on the way out? Um, right. When you exit, no, you don't see any, any gargoyles waiting for you. We get a safety, but I wouldn't like endanger us. Okay. You wouldn't push it. You don't have any ferals following you. As you sort of wind through the streets, uh, Husseldorf seems to take y'all through the streets, sort of the less less conspicuous, less sort of out of sight sort of path, I would say, um, trying to keep y'all in cover. And for most of the the trip, now it does extend the 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 time that it takes to get to the keep, uh, but. For most of the time, y'all don't hear or see anything. Um, it's kind of unsettling, though, because everywhere it just seems like this city has just been stopped in time and just dead, but encased in this sort of death state. If you guys want to make any sort of uh, perception checks, absolutely. See if anything's following you or notice any threats. The difficulty. Uh, the difficulty is going to be three purple difficulty. Oof. And because Raytheon's three ahead, we don't get any bonus on the uh, the search. Uh, I would say y'all are probably in the same like group. Like y'all can get at least one one boost die. Okay, I got one success, one advantage, and one triumph. All right. And so I've got three success and two threat. Let's start with Jordan. You scout ahead, Jordan. Yes. Um, you don't notice anything actively pursuing you. How? Well, no, I say this. You don't notice any ferals actively pursuing you. In fact, you don't even see any ferals in the city at all. But do I notice anything just hanging around? The two threat. You do notice a gargoyle. Not close. I mean, this thing is like. It looks like a gargle from it's so far away. It's hard to kind of distinguish. It's definitely way out of range. Um, I would even say it's, it's, it's probably long range at least. Um, but it just keeps popping up every, every now and then. Tracking us. Every time you see it, you know, it's, it's just standing still. You can't even tell if it's the same one. 
don't even know if it's the same one as it might be the same one yesterday because you did knock a chunk off its shoulder. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. It seems that it is following you through the city and making sure to keep its distance from you. I'm gonna drop back. I'm gonna sort of slow my pace as the group catches up. And uh all right. We're being tracked by a gargoyle. We may want to move with some care. I vote that the group starts referring to him as Larry whenever we see him. Very good, fine. <laughs> Larry. Um, hey, it's me, Larry. <laughs> have any of you spotted anything? Uh, Leo. Yeah. Um, you, you kind of pick up the same thing in that um, you notice that there are no ferals in the city. No ferals are following you. You don't see any other threats. Um, I, you want to spend your advantage to gain, regain strength or strain. How do you want to spend that triumph? I want to do, I want to see something game changing. Mm. The rest of that broken shield. <laughs> <laughs> it's over there. Larry's got it. You're making way through your city and you come across uh, a blacksmith's shop. And you notice um, the sigil or the, the, I guess the seal, the crest of the blacksmith looks an awful like your family's crest. A white willow on a uh, dark shield sort of shape hanging from the blacksmith's area. Hey, hey guys, uh, can we dodge in here for, uh, for just a moment? Uh, Dusseldorf, I'm saying your name properly, just for this one moment. Please don't set this place on fire while we're here. It's, it's Hasseldorf. Oh, oh, Hasseldorf, okay. Doesn't, isn't that tone just a little creepier than it's been? Am I? Yes. It should be safe to stop. Thank you. I, I've got to check this place out. This is a family shop. Look at the crest. That's my crest. I show them my, the, the shield, a portion of the shield that they can see. Um, Ruby's totally just mesmerized. Whoa! What yeah. are the odds? What? That's so cool! Yeah, but in an elven city. This is crazy. I, I, I go in there. Um, with my body. <laughs> with my body <laughs> we agree so we do it <laughs> before we get in there Kachi how would you like to spend your uh, successful perception check you've got three advantage so you notice you guys all know that there's no threats following you like and not at least like there's no ferals Jordan comes back and tells you that there's been a gargoyle you, you I think you know you can kind of spot the same gargoyle from like Long distance, sort of just popping up. Yeah, Larry. Throughout the day, Larry uh, popping mm-hmm. up through the day, you know, just watching you. It seems like it just seems weird. Then it's just, you know, oh, oh, it's on that house. Oh, now it's way over there on that, that perch. I'm, I like to spend everything not on the potential immediate threats, but on watching Hasseldorf. Uh, uh, I want to see what he's looking at, what he's what he's focusing on to see if I can pick out a little bit like what's got a most on edge or maybe what he's thinking, maybe a little bit of motive. My guy's going to start wondering if he's really like unhinged. 
Okay. I think throughout this time, you've noticed a few things. At first, you notice like his eyes are set on the keep. Um, and the, there's only two times when he takes his eye, he has taken his eyes off the keep. One to watch Raytheon. And two, every now and then when the gargoyle seems to get a little closer, it sort of realizes like it gets closer and he, he watches it. Like when it pops up, when you notice it pops up, he no- seems to notice it pops up because it's getting, it seem, does seem every now and then to get a little closer. But then, you know, it sort of backs off and, and gets it. It has stayed in the general range band of long range. He's not going in the opposite direction. He doesn't seem like he's getting crazier. Uh, I think he seems a little perturbed that y'all want to stop, uh, but not like he's not, he doesn't seem like he's dangerous right now. Right now. And he, and even in fact, like when you, when you guys look back, like that temple's not on fire. Like it, when you, I'm sure y'all probably glanced back. It did not burn. Y'all probably can still see it a little bit from here. It's fine. Okay. Well, do I have time to like bring it up to him while we're going? Like I noticed that you watch, you watch almost expressly the keep or uh, Larry when he comes a little close. Um, what's going on? Well, at this point, we need to kind of know where you're coming from. Some. How can we help? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would think you could help. Um, I don't even know how he would express that. I think it's best that in these situations, you keep your eyes on the destination. Sometimes you can get distracted and it causes complications. The keep is my sole purpose for coming. That's what I was sent to investigate. Well, if uh, if you do your part in at least helping us to try to stay alive, I think I think we're all going to try to help get you there. The problem isn't getting there, friend. The problem is getting out. I don't even know if Micah's listening to this, honestly. I feel like you probably would. You probably would be within earshot at this point. Like you've you've had a healthy suspicion of this guy. Would you not be like somewhat close to him at all times? Yeah, you're probably right. So he just referenced being sent. Is that in regards to his initial trip? Why don't you ask him? Because <laughs> I don't trust him. All right, fine, GM. <laughs> Get your creepy voice ready. We'll play your little game. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I prefer to call it sensual. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> when you say you were sent here, do you mean the first time you came? He looks at you. Yes. The first time I was sent. Was it by a guy named Morty? No. Oh, was thank it, God. <laughs> was it by a talking owl? Just like looks around. Uh, no, no, not a talking owl. I've never seen a talking owl. Good. Neither have we, actually. <laughs> I killed them too fast. Yeah. That has yet to be proven, my friend. What, what is it about this keep you're not telling us? I was sent here to investigate strange occurrences. Me and 
my companions, we believed that the source was coming from the keep. We were right. Tell us more. What is it? The world here is wounded. It's frayed. It's, it seems that the barriers between this world and the, the shadow plane or realm or however you describe it is thin, almost as if something was torn and not fixed. He sort of, he, at this point, he's just literally, he hasn't taken, taken his eyes off the keep at all when he said this. It gets worse the closer you get to the keep. We noticed that there were ferals leaving the black fields, making their way here about five years ago. Maybe more. Time seems to pass quickly. Anymore, we were sent to figure out and discover why and put an end to it. And we failed. Sent by whom? The Watchers. So who now? My order from the Grey Manor. But we were unprepared. They were wrong about this place. What, what did you run into? Ferals. Oh, the gargoyles are new. Well, that's reassuring. Mostly ferals. The city was crawling with them. We killed so many of them. It took us two days just to get to the keep. Two full days. By the time we got there, we were exhausted. We found the dragon. And, well, it, uh... It killed Ellis. Idiot took its treasures. Okay, tell us more about that. It's a dragon. A, a cursed dragon. Did, did we know about a dragon? Yes, a, dra- uh, a skeleton one. Yes. Okay, so we get to the keep. What do we need to do to, to, to fix things? What are you even trying to fix? Just this place, the crappy place in general? We journeyed deep into the, the, the keep and he sort of just stops and he, he kind of drifts off into sort of that, that daze that y'all first saw him in um, for a good like 15 seconds or more. Well, anybody know a good way to take down a giant skeleton dragon? Well, just let us know when we get to the treasure. We we won't make the same mistake. Unless we want a delicious dragon deal. Oh, it's a skeleton. Jeez. (laughs) Not much meat on one of them. So, Leo, what what kind of a place is this? Uh, You said it was a family shop, a a blacksmith, I'm assuming, but... Yeah, look, there's there's the uh, the smokestack. (laughs) There's the, uh, there's the, the bellows. There's the anvil. Clearly a blacksmith shop. Did you grow up in a like a in the woods? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Of course, Wood Elf. Okay, yeah. I spent the first thirty-five years of my life in the woods. Oh, well, yeah. This is a blacksmith. This is where the cool uh, weapons and stuff come from. 
Mm, I see. You uh, you look at the old the blacksmith. Um, it has all the tools. It has all the the makings of a blacksmith. Um, in the furnace, the forge area. Um, they actually made weapons here. Had a small sort of forge in the back. It's a very large, actually, blacksmith area. Um, but uh, there's no really weapons here. Um, there's a few pieces of like hilts and stuff, sort of wooden hilts, uh, silver hilts, metal hilts, iron hilts, steel hilts. A few sort of bent pieces of of steel and uh, the makings of what seem to be swords or axes, but nothing of worth. I mean, uh, nothing of worth at all. And honestly, if you did take, you would, would probably want to take any of these things anyway. Um, they all seem like they've been touched with whatever happened to the city. Um, you actually don't even find any belongings in this, the, um, this, this building. Um, you find a few notes, a few, what seem to be in books, uh, ledgers, um, probably just ledgers. I look at them. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically just number keeping. Um, make me a make me a perception check. We're gonna find out the name of the shop is up to our hilts and hilts. Right? <laughs> Difficulty? Just two purple. Am I engaged with Raytheon? Yeah. Two purple. Oh, two two blue. So I got two purple. I, <laughs> I got, got two right. purple. <laughs> Raytheon is so distracting. I got one success and four advantage. Uh, yeah, you finally find sort of a ledger that has some some bookkeepings on it that actually talk about who owned this place. And it's definitely a Thundershield. Yes. It is a Thundershield. Um, I mean, this is old. It's dated 5551, 5552 in the year of Valeria. Around the war, um, or just before? No, this is like oh, you're thousand, saying fifty-five, like yeah, 55. like five thousand five hundred fifty-two years of Valeria, not fifty-five years ago, uh, fifty-five fifty-two, the year of Valeria. Been a couple thousand years. Whatever magic was used here seems to it killed everything, but it also seems to have preserved a lot of stuff. It seems like there were some thunder shields here. Hmm. I toss the ledger that identifies the shop. I toss it in my, my bag. It's a personal item. All right, guys, nothing else to see. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I, I tell you what, um, with two advantages, I'll let you find that. Do you want to find anything else? Yes, this is a family shop. I'm very interested <laughs> in finding anything else. Hmm. Like maybe half a shield or. No, no, that's you're not gonna find your shield here, bud. Wow, so. it's a whole shield. <laughs> Fully enchanted. He finds half a shield, but the ex- it's the exact same half. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> uh, it's backwards. <laughs> um, it's turned upside down. <laughs> hmm. It's a wish coin. <laughs> I can cast a wish. You find a pouch of. 57 silver. Ooh, and it's old coins. Yep. And it is, the silver seems intact. The bag is definitely messed up, but the silver seems pretty good. Okay. So 57. And that's, here's the thing, folks, guys, as y'all are exploring the city, y'all pretty much seeing the same thing. There's not a lot of belongings left behind. Um, 
And what is left behind is either has either been trashed or junk or it looks like this place has been looted already. You know, the places that, that you do seem some evidence of like people looting this place. Um, um, so like, it looks like we're moving on. Um, given that we're being actively tracked, I would caution us to try to be a little quiet about our movements. Someone, can someone like, we'll help you move forward. Can someone just keep eyes on the gargoyle? We haven't seen it move yet. Oh, no, it's been moving. Oh, we've no, seen it yeah, fly? We haven't seen it. No, move. like, basically, think of, like, moving through a town where you, like, see it, you move a little bit, and then it's out of sight, and then, like, 15 minutes later, it pops up ahead of you again. We don't hear it at all, do we? No, you don't hear it. But, oh, they don't sound me. <laughs> it, just kind of keeps, it just keeps popping up here and there as you, you go along. All right, can, so, can someone wait at this corner? So as far as we can get away from it without seeing it. We're going to move ahead pretty far, and then we'll call you to us. So that request for everyone to move quietly was really coded for, like, let's try to sneak around the gargoyle. Well, <laughs> we've got hey, one. You can make a stealth check if you want. If you want to try and lose this thing, I don't have a problem with that. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> That's us right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, Donovan. I would let you like make a stealth check to to lead the pe- lead the group, sort of stealth it around. Well, the, what the if, guys? What if one, we um at least one person stayed watching it, and the rest of us went to the top of the building? Ah, split the party. Just one person, like uh, Crazy Dwarf. All you I have don't to care about. The gargoyle. We're wasting time. All right. So, do you want to make a stealth check? Okay. This is for the whole group, right? Yeah. Difficulty is going to be uh, three purple. Okay. And hey, just so I know, my cloak gives me plus two stealth. That's two black, right? No, your cloak gives you two a uh, two boost die on a stealth check. It's blue, not black. Yeah, boost die, blue dies. I think. Also, you're going to get a black die because Leo is not a good stealther and Husseldorf does not care. That gargoyle does, is the least of his concerns. Well, I, I removed black die, two black die, so that's fine with me. All right, here, here I go. I'm rolling. Okay, everybody, stealth like this. And I start a complicated dance. And it, <laughs> uh, three, does six, he have to open and close yeah. his butt cheeks like that? Just open and close? Is he mocking us? He's mocking us. He's just mocking us. I don't think I'm anatomically capable of doing this. <laughs> Not like that. For the love of God, Makra, don't do that. You know, just kind of goes on and on. So I'm just gonna just gonna go then. <laughs> uh, three success and two threat. Three success and two threat hmm. okay so yeah you guys you're able to stealth through the city you lose sight of uh the gargoyle uh he loses at least it seems like he loses track of y'all i think this uh, i think the two threat is is that this takes longer than what you expect and it's getting towards the end of day at this point and dark but y'all make it to the keep uh as you guys approach the keep you notice that um, sort of the area is surrounded by a, a moat of sorts. Um, it's a pretty deep sort of defensive like area. 
Uh, there is a drawbridge. The drawbridge is down. You look at the ramparts. Uh, most of them are intact. There are some areas that have seen some massive damage. Um, the the wall surrounding the keep has some huge holes in it, but it really would be hard to climb up, scale the the sort of rocky sides, and crawl into the the moat anyway. But uh, there are a few guard towers destroyed. Most of them are intact. The keep as well, I mean, from the outside, seems mostly intact, with a few areas of a huge either holes in the side of it or crumbled areas uh, throughout part of it. But the the drawbridge is down, and um, at first glance, it seems safe to cross. What about second glance? Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to make a check. Uh, I'm I'm doing a perception check, especially for Larry. <laughs> hey, it's me, Larry. <laughs> Three purple difficulty. Hey, Dippin' Dots, how'd you guys get in here last time? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about? Are you talking about the Hustledorf? You gotta be talking about Hustledorf. Oh God! He, of course. Who else is you call <laughs> Who are you talking about? I just want to ignore it at this point. Like Hustledorf would probably ignore it. Hey, Dippin'. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for him to betray us all. Oh, oh. Gosh. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Especially you, Leo. Especially you deserve this. <laughs> Remember, Hasselbarf, I'm the only one who's nice to you. Uh, well, we walked in the gate. All right. Does that come highly recommended? I don't know. <sighs> okay. But there's not as many ferals. There were more ferals last time. Maybe the dragon got hungry. What's the chance that Larry will show up now? Oh, see? all dice canceled out. Nope, you don't see anything, Kachi. I'm not seeing anything. It looks perfectly safe and normal. Ruby's just been, you guys notice she's just been drawing <laughs> this whole time in her book. Like it's been levitating behind her as she walks. Just, just drawing away. Thanks, Ruby. I'm glad you're recording what we will soon destroy. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, the, she looks back. The temple's still intact. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I might. She looks at, looks at Husseldorf. He looks and just scowls. <laughs> Is this so, a city indestructible? Like, how, do I, how does uh, Leo feel about the fact that the temple survived a oil fire? I don't know. How does Leo feel? I'm going to go ahead and roll a perception check while he's doing that. Okay, I think that would be good. (laughs) It looks totally safe to you, Seth. In fact, there is nothing wrong with this uh, drawbridge. It looks looks fine. Yeah, we're good. It's dark, but you guys can make it across it. It'd be fine. Yeah, we're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and start going. Is it really smart to send the heaviest one of us ahead? I'm I'm convinced it's safe. I'm going to go ahead and start going unless somebody else does something oh well can't be that bad you start making your way through it seth make me a coordination check i know this is probably easy for you Ooh, i thought i was moonwalking ahead of everyone else okay you and seth both make a, a coordination check what's the difficulty sir two purple two black difficulty Oof. now if we flip the destiny point would, would that change the difficulty at all uh, that gets to gets you, allows you to upgrade one of your dice from green to yellow. As a human, I will neither flip not one, but will use one. <laughs> Using that ability. So, so oh, does, that, does that impact macro as well? 
Uh, no, that's no. just for you. Yeah. Oh. oh, Marco, how do you have... How, what's your coordination? Uh, three green. Okay, I'll just roll with that. I won't do my human ability. Oh, go for it. Oh, yeah, mean, we both have to make this check. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to make... Woo. I mean, you don't have to succeed well. in it. You just have to roll it. <laughs> All right, what, what'd you get, Leo? I succeeded, but with three threat. Okay. Uh, here's what happens. Leo... You take one step onto the bridge and you fall through it. However, with a three, with the success, you catch yourself. Uh, you're going to take three strain. But you, yeah, maybe Makra, you know, with, with being right next to you, uh, is able to help you out. Makra, I did roll eight. I rolled a success and a, a single advantage. You want to help him up? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll spend my advantage on being being able to help him if that works. Yeah, I'll let you help him up. Uh, I should not have moonwalked. Uh. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't have. It was tacky, you know, 20 years ago. Nah. Uh, yeah. And at that point, you hear the sound of what sounds like some weird wings, maybe stone wings, and they land. You look up and see two gargles landing on the bridge. Larry! Hey, hey Larry! Larry. It's me, Larry! <laughs> Raytheon just like, just fuck you. Oh, well, this day keeps getting better and better. Nothing in this podcast remains probably in Hasbro's Genesis role-playing game, Genesis logo and realm tearing off the property of fantasy flight games. Any kind that use Genesis founding belongs to their respective owners. The hilarious setting is a book is property of the Hatchers Casual Podcast. <laughs>